You know something? Time of year matters when you're trading. Time of year makes a big difference to your trading results. Hello, I'm Martin from Betfair Trading Community and today we're going to talk about timing in trading and why time of year matters and why it shouldn't be ignored and why I actually think a lot of people do ignore it and that's a big problem. So the reason this has come up is that it's October when I'm filming this, well recording this. Um, this might not go out till late November, December because I'm well ahead of schedule at the moment. But one thing that I have noticed is that my horse racing strategies, all four of the ones I currently trade, have taken a nosedive. I think they're about 50 points down, something like that overall. Now, since I started testing them at the end of July, they went, they were up over 200 points. So they're still around 150 points up. But there's definitely something in it, in the fact that in October, all four of the strategies have really struggled, and quite significantly. Now, you get variants, you're always going to get variants, no matter what time of year it is, and you know you will get variants on strategies. But what's interesting here is that there's quite a clear reason that these strategies will be struggling. And you might be sitting there wondering, well, why? why would they suddenly not work in October? It's the change of the seasons. You know, one thing you might have noticed in, again, I mean, you're not, it's going to be a few weeks after when you actually hear this, but and you'll definitely be feeling it, but you'll have noticed the actual seasonal change. So not just the fact that the horse racing season has basically gone from flat to jumps, but actually the weather changes significantly at this time of year. You know, you, you kind of get, even into early October, the weather was fairly warm, but it suddenly has taken a nosedive. And that affects things. You know, in sport, it affects things. It'll be the same in football. You know, results will start to change a bit. Maybe goals won't flow as much in the freezing cold temperatures we're going to see in, you know, December, January, whatever, right? Conditions for the game change. Things change. And we always need to be aware of this as traders. Now, for me, quite simply, I'm not going to trade horses in October next year. And I should probably just suspend my strategies for the rest of this month. But because I'm only really testing them and it's still fairly small stakes, I'm probably just going to let it run for now. Because, you know, I'm not really going to lose much anyway. But what's interesting here is that I always think, if you, especially if you get a situation where all your strategies start doing badly for a week or so or a couple of weeks and they've been doing well before, there's usually a clear reason. And the clear reason here, for me, is the change of the season. Going from flat to jumps, and also the weather changes. You know, weather changes do matter, and it's quite a significant change at this time of year. You know, I don't think you get a sharp change from autumn to winter, for instance. I don't think you get that sharp change. I think it's... It's kind of gradual, but you kind of get quite a sharp change when it's between September to October. And I feel like the reason for that is simply that, you know, you're going from kind of mild warm to fairly cold. And that feels like a bigger jump because, you know, you have to put your heating on. Um, and then, you know, once you're at that stage and it goes a little bit colder, it's like, yeah, it's colder in winter. 
But we've already got to that stage where we're putting a heating on, where we've gone from mild to cold. So this is just very cold. You know, and that jump doesn't feel as much of a bite. A bit like how you'd go from, say, warm weather to hot weather. And, you know, going from spring to summer, you know, late spring to early summer, I don't think there's, again, maybe there's a bigger jump than you know, winter, autumn to winter, but I don't think it's massive. It, again, it feels as much as it does this year. But it's interesting to me more than the weather. Is much, What I'm much more interested in is the time of year in terms of the jump season. The reason I bring this up is that we're going to get the same thing next year when it goes from jumps to flat. And so again, that might be a month to avoid trading. And I really want you to think about this with your strategies. You know, if you have a bad month, is there a reason for it? Football is a great one for this because certain leagues perform better at certain times. I believe, and I've always believed, and I strongly believe, it's much better to trade football matches when the season's got into flow. I don't like to trade football uh, leagues before they've played sort of eight games plus, right? I like to feel that they've got some data I can look at that they've got some momentum going that we, we kind of know who the teams are I think sometimes before eight games we don't really know who the teams are and you get some teams you know that start really hot get to the top of the league and then by kind of nine ten games they're back to the pack again or they're back where they should be so you don't really know and I, and I feel like the end of the season definitely with football Things changed massively. I mean, there was a result last week in one of the games I was trading in Brazil. And, I, you know, Brazil, you're normally getting 1-1, 2-0, 1-0, 0-0 kind of score lines. And I think this game was like 7-5 or something. Something ridiculous. And I was like, what the hell? Are you sure this was a football match in Brazil? And then I realised that's oh, the end of the season, isn't it, in Brazil? And this really does have an effect. Like, you will see teams just play differently. Now... I think it often it leads to more goals. So if you're a goals trader, you're not going to mind the end of the season so much. The problem is it's not as predictable. It doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be more goals because it might just mean a team changes and, and plays a little bit differently and they score less goals. Because what, what tends to happen is that at the end of the season, teams play differently. Either they're massively motivated because they've got something to play for or they're on their holidays because they haven't. And that will have an effect. You know... If you've already won a league, I mean, look, if you've already won a league title, are you, do you want to put a massive money on a team that's already won a title to, to keep that momentum going? I wouldn't particularly. Doesn't mean they won't win, but, you know, where, how can you have the confidence in that? Because you, you would expect that mental drop-off, and it makes common sense, right? And that happens a lot. Um, you might hear sometimes in sport, the kind of term they use a lot in American sports, the playing down to your opposition. And there's certain teams that do that. And especially when they're in holiday mode, certain teams will really play down to the level of their opposition. And that's something to be aware of when you're trading. Especially if you trade like me, where you're purely statistics-based and you go either pre-match or in-place statistics or a mix of both. But especially when you're doing pre-match and you're using stats from early in the season, then you go, hang on, it's the end of the season and the teams are playing totally differently. How valid are the stats from five weeks ago? Probably not that valid. So an easy way to do that for me is last five games, I'll just cut it off. I'll just cut it off. And I know you cut off a good chunk of the season because you're probably thinking, 
well, you've lost the first eight and you've lost the last five. Yeah, but it stabilizes my strategies. It stabilizes my trading and I get the kind of golden period for trading that I like within the season. And the reason I can do that is that there's so many different leagues. You know, so what if I stop trading the Premier League, uh, you know, at the middle of May, April? So what? Scandinavian leagues are starting up. I'll be trading those soon. Oh, the Japanese league will start. Oh, South Korea. Oh, China. All these other leagues that trade on during the summer. So you've kind of got this rotation throughout the year of leagues starting and leagues finishing. Um, but the one thing you have to be aware of with that is, yeah, what leagues are finishing. And make a note of that. And then be careful of those games. Now you might decide to trade and you might not. But the point is this. It has an effect. And I've seen it. I've seen it over the past 10 years on Betfair Trading Community. I've seen it over the past 20 years of trading football. Right? And I'm seeing it now with horses. You know? Crikey. There's uh, this amazing horse. I mean, Adam. Adam. What a, what a trader he is on horses. If you want to talk horses and really get into it with someone who's made a lot, I mean, I mean a serious amount of money trading on horses. And I've, I've seen the amount of money he's made. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> I tell you, it would blow your mind if you saw it. But this guy, you know, he is, he is a horse master, a horse expert. I've only really kind of dabbled last few years. My main thing has always been football. And then since the software came out, I've really got quite heavy into the horses. You know, and I do well at it. I, I, I make money and I, I know my stuff, but I don't claim to be some sort of horse racing guru. But what's interesting to me is that you can pick, quickly pick this stuff up. So October now, I'm like, whoa, I need to be careful. I also need to be careful when they transition from jumps to flat in the, as we get towards kind of the end of spring and start of summer, right? So that's when I need to start being careful again and that might be another month or another four weeks where I don't trade it's enough to do the month I might just cut out you know the second half of October and the first half of November I don't know I need to figure that stuff out part of the reason I'm still letting the testing run on my bots is that I actually want to see how the results go and go okay this seems to be the moment where trading these strategies doesn't work because of the transition and this is the moment where it picked back up again and then next year I'll know when to do that and again, this is the thing. I feel like sometimes it's better fair trade. This is going to be a really important moment, right? So if, if you listen and you're like, what should I pick up from this podcast? This will be one right now. I feel like Betfair traders are way too stuck in the here and now. They're not thinking about next year. I'm actually testing something so that I know what to do when the same thing comes around next year. That's how you should be thinking. Because if you want to get good at Betfair trading, if you want to become a Betfair trader, you've got years ahead of you. You've got the rest of your life ahead of you. So essentially, you should always be planning for that next step. Don't worry as much about the here and now because what you need to do is be building for future success. That's what will ultimately help you. And that's what will ultimately help you long term. And that's what will ultimately help you make money in this game as you continue to go on. Because what you're doing is you're setting yourself up for a bright future, for a bright tomorrow. Too many people get hung up in the here and now. Listen to the way I've talked, right? I've lost about 50 points on horses this month. At one point, have you heard me complain? No. At one point, have you heard me sound upset about it? No. At one point, have I got emotional about it? No. Right? 
All these things that I think a lot of you guys will really struggle with at the moment, yeah? And I know that because people will say it on the forum. If something has a bad day, they'll let me know, right? But one of the things that I find interesting is that actually being able to come at it with a calm head, with a level-headed feeling is the way to do it as a trader, right? And we, we, we kind of know this already. But if you really want to... The thing is, I've used it, I use this as a positive. So everything that happens that goes wrong, I always use as a positive. And what's the positive here? This is going to massively set me up well next year. When I'm on bigger stakes with the horses, when I'm on serious stakes and I've done the testing for a long time, I will know, hang on, this is the pitfall. This is the moment I need to stop for four weeks or a month and then I'll rejoin it. And I've seen strategies that people have created, really successful horse racing strategies in our horse racing software. And, you know, someone will share it with me and then they'll say, mine, I don't trade, you know, this month and this month because that's no, it's not done well over the past couple of years. I say, that's good. That's fine. That's a good thing. There's obviously a coloration. There's obviously a correlation if that's the case. And you don't want to ignore that because it's easy to just ignore stuff and go, Oh, well, it's still in profit over the whole year. Yeah, but if you've got a month that obviously doesn't make money, do you want to keep trading that month? What's the point? Why would you negate your potential profit for the sake of easiness, laziness? You know, I think there's a lot of us that do that. And the reason I know that is that a lot of people, you know, who follow the strategies that are shared by members or that I've even created myself, they don't even look at the selections. They don't even contemplate whether it's a good trade or whether it's something they want to do or whether it's something they like. They just go, oh, well, it's, you know, mine likes this strategy. I'll just jump on it. And I'm always like, whoa, 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 no, 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 don't do that, don't do that. Check you like the trade. Check it works for your style of trading because if it doesn't, it probably won't work for you, even if it's a good strategy. And I've seen that in Betfair trading time and time again. And you know, I used to wonder when I first started out, you know, I'd have strategy and I'd be doing well with it and I'd be so excited and, you know, I'd have a couple of people telling me how well they were doing and then I'd get a couple of people saying, I'm, I'm losing money. And I'm like, how? This is this strategy's winning. Oh, well, you know, um, I don't know, I was just getting on it here and there or... The thing is, what you want to do is make sure that you're checking the selections. Check that you like doing it and check that those selections work for your strategy. You might find, as I've found, that if you get your selections earlier in the morning and you don't wait till later in the day when more qualifiers may pop up because of odds movements and stuff like that in Betfair, I've found the early morning stuff, if I get on that with the football, it does a lot better than if I go to it later in the day. I don't know why that is. I, I, I think it is because of the price moves and the markets and things like that. I don't know if the market's correcting itself during the day. And then the closer it gets to kickoff, the closer it is to correct. And therefore the pre-match stuff, really it's the early morning pre-match stuff where I'm making the money. I don't know. I don't exactly know why it is. I'm not sure it's possible to exactly know why it is. The point is, it is. And that's another thing with Betfair trading. The reason this time thing matters is because it does. And, the you know, you might try and go, well, logically, yeah, but if a strategy is good, it should just be good all the time. I mean, maybe, but I'd argue against that. 
and even if that was your logic and you just went, well, that's my theory, that's my hypothesis. If it's good, it should always be good. If you get a couple of months that are obvious that you shouldn't be trading them, you know, are you going to keep trading them, really? Like, how much confidence are you going to have when you do that? How good are you going to feel? Look, what concerns me is that I don't even think people are very aware sometimes of what they're trading. I've had a few people this week, it's an international break when I'm recording this, and I've had a few people this week asking why there's no selections on certain strategies, and I'm, uh, and I'm like, dude, it's the international break. You know there's no like league football on at the moment. Pretty, I mean, for goodness sake, I think even League One was pretty much fully postponed at the weekend. Like, do you know how many leagues are on international break right now? Probably like 80, 90% of the decent leagues are on international break. I don't really trade. I don't really tend to trade international breaks. Um, the reason is, again, the leagues aren't full. The good leagues aren't trading. A lot of them are on international break. But also, here's another thing. Keep this in your back pocket, guys. I'll give you this one for free. A lot of the teams who are playing are affected by it. I'll tell you why. A lot of the teams in the lower leagues, even in England, have players who play at youth level. Under 17, under 19, under 21s. You know, I remember when Norwich were quite low down, I think like um, when we were in League One, and they still played internationals that day. And I think we had two or three players playing for like youth level, or even just like, I don't know if Houlihan was still with us, but you know, someone playing for Ireland, Scotland, things like that, right? So just because they don't play for Chelsea or Man United and they're in the England squad doesn't mean they're not going to be affected by an international break. And it'll be the same abroad. You know, if you go, oh, it's great, don't worry, you know, Iceland's second division's carrying on. Cool. Is there any youth players in that that will be in the Iceland under-21s that are missing from their teams? Any key players? And that's just a really vague example. So imagine how many real examples there would be in that situation. You can have that one for free, guys. The fact is, you know, time matters. And what's led me to believe this? 20 years of trading on Betfair, 10 years of running Betfair Trading Community. You know, it's very simple to see. And... It really does matter. You know, look at time of year. I really implore you, like, if you haven't done this, go and look at time of year. It really, really matters. All right, guys. I think this has been a really good podcast. I'm really pleased with this because I think it's a message I haven't really talked about much before, but I think it needs to get out there. I hope it will help you guys. I also hope it will help you in a bad run. You know, I feel great when I lose 50 points and I know that it's because it's the wrong time of year. And I could have avoided trading that. And you know what? I can sit and cry about it right now. Or I can go, I'm actually going to power on. And next year, I'm going to make sure I don't make that mistake again. And that's the key. A lot of Betfair trading is about making mistakes and correcting them moving forward. The people who don't tend to do well are the ones who make the mistakes, don't correct them, and just carry on making them. Have a great week, everyone. And I hope you make some money trading on Betfair.